Creating good video content is a challenge of collaboration and of workflow. And that's why we invited Dan Bloom, co-founder of Slope, a company that's developed specific tools for collaboration in the video content creation area, to join us on this podcast. The video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo, and with me, as always, is my colleague, head writer and creative story lead, Brendan Carty. So, Brendan, what's up today? Uh, I feel pretty good about the uh, the show. We have uh, one of our, our live real-person guests, which is always exciting around here. We're going to be, again, talking about the issue of collaboration. We had a previous podcast on this a couple weeks ago, but we wanted to do a deeper dive, this time actually talking with somebody who is, you know, rolled up the sleeves and is doing something about collaboration, especially in the creative process, and more particularly about the video creation process. That's right. He's not just, he's not just sitting on the sides. Complaining about collaboration, Joel. He's, he's in there doing something about it. Is that what we do? We complain about collaboration? I think I think we're the, the complainers. He's the doer. I think that's where we fall on the spectrum, yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, we've talked about how there's a lot of project management and collaboration tools that are available for use. But, you know, they're, they're really not geared. I don't think they were built with us, a creative process in mind, per se. And especially, you know, not video process. You know, they're really distinct challenges when you're creating something creative of, uh, and especially of, like video content. So, you know, with that, I'd like to uh, welcome and introduce uh, our guest, Dan Bloom. Dan is the co-founder of Slope, a company that's developed a specific tool for collaboration in the video content creation area. So, Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Perhaps a little bit about your background. Before you started Slope, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, but before that, that you were deeply involved in actually creating videos. So perhaps give us a little bit of uh, that journey. Yeah, um, I've always been a bit of a video tinkerer. Um, I made all of my family's kind of uh, highlight videos from any trips we took growing up. Um, That always just fell on me. I was kind of the de facto videographer and photographer in my family, and then your first internship. Um, my first internship. Yeah, unpaid. <laughs> un- unpaid, unfortunately. Totally unpaid internship. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, yeah, I've always just had a real, a real interest in it. Never took any formal training. I always had other interests that kind of like that I focused on. Um, but uh, a few years ago, uh, I was working at a startup, and we were creating a lot of video content for the company. And I started to realize how important it was to create really high level uh, content and 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 good storytelling for any type of company. And I had a friend of mine uh, who I was roommates with in a program called Venture for America. He was also seeing something very similar. He was working in Detroit in the Quicken Loans family of companies, uh, Dan Gilbert's kind of Detroit company base. Um, and Dan Gilbert made a big push for, we need more video. And so he saw this too. He called me up and said, hey, Dan, I know you've always been interested in video. Do you want to start a production company? And obviously two guys, you know, we have no formal training. We were like, yeah, we're going to need someone who does video. We're sales and marketing guys. So we were the, the kind of, uh, 
I think we were, we like to think of ourselves as like the perfect match for a great videographer because great videographers tend to hate selling. And we were kind of creatives who love selling and wanted to work on creating a great uh, production team. Well, you know, there are a lot of creatives that would love to find you because creatives, I think, hate – they really do hate that uh, the sales part of it. They don't want to get their hands dirty talking to actual people that are going to use their stuff. Yeah, and, that's, and that was kind of the value proposition. We, we found a guy who had 10 years of experience, and we said, look, we want to let you do what you love, um, and we want to make great, help you make great content for companies. And that was the route we took, and we were able to in, – in one, in one and a half years, we were able to work with over 100 firms – um, get the company to profitability and make you know hundreds of videos uh, and, and get really good at telling stories, which was something I was, am still very passionate about. So you got good at telling stories, but apparently through that whole process, uh, you found that there was a headache in terms of how to how to organize it so that it would be efficient. Yeah, I mean, I was coming from the software world where you know using the latest and greatest tools, you know Slack, uh, Intercom to talk to customers. You know, things are getting easier and more collaborative every day. And then I all of a sudden transitioned into the creative world where all of a sudden we are sending emails to clients with a list of a thousand things that, uh, you know, the to-do list there. And we're, they're sending us feedback on videos in like six different places and someone's looking at the wrong version. And there's all of a sudden we were just back in this mess that felt like I was back in 2005. And I didn't really know what to make of that. And so we started looking for options on how to solve that. And that led us to Basecamp, uh, Dropbox for storage, and, and all these different tools that, uh, to kind of help the process. But that's what we were, we were helping the process. We weren't solving the process. So Dan, what were some of the, what were some of the things that you found that some of the manifestations of all those challenges, you know, like we, we experience, we run into them as well. You know, like, like you said, you know, someone's commenting on the wrong version and you only realize that after like, spending two hours <laughs> addressing the feedback, right? And they're yeah. like, oh, no, that says V2, not V3. What are the things that, in the end, is it about uh, wasting time, wasting money, if, uh, uh, affecting the quality of the, the production? Like, what's really at stake here with the, you know, bungled collaboration process? So, so I think it's definitely wasted time and wasted money. But for me, the, the biggest problem is that the people who are supposed to be spending their brain power and, and energy on great storytelling and great creative are spending their time looking for files and spending their time, uh, you know, making sure this is the right version in the right place. And, Oh wait, who has that version? And, uh, you know, we, uh, looking at the email threads of feedback, trying to make sure they get everything, uh, in from all the different versions. And then it's kind of like being a detective, right? Like you, oh, you go yeah. through and you're like, oh, wait, wait, I just got a new, a new hint, a new lead. You know, that was, no, I, I know what you mean. And you have to be, I think you're, you're hitting on it right on the head, like from our perspective anyway. You have to be a project manager, you have to be a, a private eye, and you have to be, you, if you have enough energy at the, at the end, you have to be creative too. And it's, yep. it's draining. It's definitely draining. Yep. And, and that was, you know, when I signed, when, when I signed up to be a producer, basically on, on these projects, um, I, you know, like I said, I love storytelling. I love working with clients and trying to figure out what it is that they do and what the message that they're trying to convey and who they're trying to convey it to. Like, I love all that stuff. And, but what ends up happening is my role becomes just herding cats. I'm just trying to make sure everything's happening on time with the right version, with the right people. And then it takes away from the reason that they hired us in the first place, right. which was to help them tell a great story. You know, yeah, cats you, are you, getting you, such a bum rap lately. 
You know, we all talk <laughs> about cats and cat videos, and you know, I don't know. Take, I think cats, cats had over pretty, the world. Cats had it pretty tough back in the Middle Ages. People were just killing cats like for, for sport. So I think you graph the cats' state of life. I think it's gotten better. I mean, it's not where it could be. I agree with that, okay. but it's gotten better. So if I was a cat and I wanted to use uh, wanted to use Slope, and by the way. Um, uh, the URL uh, access for your website is uh, goslope.com, correct? So right. goslope.com, and all this we'll have on the show notes page, by the way. So you had mentioned before uh, when we were talking before the podcast uh, how how this solution really compares and, and builds on the sort of things that GitHub uh, is used for coders and, and programmers. So maybe you could go into that a little bit. Yeah. we. So when we started down the engineering path, um, originally, this was designed to be, you know, kind of a project management, a very thoughtful, mindful project management tool with for video marketing and kind of visual content marketing, which just has a different workflow, larger files, more people involved than your traditional kind of written content. So that was kind of the original vision. But as we started to do development work, we kind of looked at GitHub and said, wow, GitHub is very similar in terms of the problem it solved for engineers in terms of what we're trying to do for creatives. Creative, the creative work is becoming more and more dispersed. Uh, traditionally, you find the best creative in your city uh, to work with you or like the person that's going to be the cheapest in your city who you can sit down with and work with. That's becoming less needed as technology gets better and you can have video conferences and you can find people online. But if you're going to work with someone who's not sitting right next to you, you need a tool that's going to make that easy and not incredibly frustrating and challenging managing the, the entire workflow of the project, managing the different versions, managing all the assets. There's a ton of back and forth in a creative project. And so we looked at GitHub as kind of this great standard for how you can take a very complex build and, and collaboration process and simplify it. And so that is kind of what we're, we're, we're modeling this off of. And for us, that starts with workflow. And then it builds onto uh, really true collaboration where you're able to upload things then download it, make revisions, upload the new revisions, and everyone's aware of what's happened and where you're at. And so that, that's, where we're, that's where we're going with Slope, um, is true collaboration for creatives and really geared towards the non-creatives, to be honest, because creatives have amazing tools, right? Adobe products are fantastic, They're, and, and Apple products are fantastic, creme de la creme, ha- very hard to compete. We're not trying to get into the editing software space. But when you start working with non-creatives and people that are not... Um, really comfortable using some of these heavy tools, things need to be simple. You need to be able to view something. You need to be able to leave a comment. You need to approve it, reject it, know where you're at in the process. You know, if this is pre-production, you know, what are the six things that need to happen in pre-production to get us ready for production? So we want to help teams, creative and non-creatives alike, really work efficiently together. Like I said, to help save time, stay organized, and focus on what matters most, which is the creative storytelling. So I understand there are three components, three main components to essentially your solution. One of them is uh, media asset management, you know, a place where you can keep all of the different pieces of what's going to come together and become that video. Then the project management, uh, like the workflow, and, and, and finally, and this is such an important part in collaboration, that's the approval process. Getting everybody to be able to comment, give the thumbs up, thumbs down, or let's go to the next stage. So, so are the is there anything that I missed in terms of uh, the components that make up your solution? That those are kind of the core functions right now. The one thing that we have added, it, we're calling it process analytics, um, and basically what we're showing you because that you know so when it comes to 
marketing now. You know, it's completely omni-channel. People are pushing content on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you need to be mindful of the type of content that you're putting on all of these channels. So for us, we want to understand how does the distribution, like the number and how many clicks you're getting, how many signups, all the reasons you're putting content out there, how does that relate to the actual cost and time it takes to create them? So we're helping companies actually measure the process of how long does it take from, you know, creative brief to publishing, how, who's involved, um, where, the, like, where are the stop gaps? If people are taking a long time to leave comments and review, you can measure that stuff. And, but that comes with having a singular tool to all be working on. You can't do that across you know, five different tools. So that's really where we see the value is helping teams really measure their, the impact of their channels um, and, and really compare the ROI. Because at the end of the day, you're creating content for a reason. And we want to help you understand that. A good video isn't good enough. You need a good video strategy as well. At ThinkMojo, we'll show you how to create a video marketing plan that gets results. It's totally free, and there's no obligation. Just visit thinkmojo.com slash consultation and set up your video strategy consultation today. From the, from the marketer's perspective, the, the client's perspective, how easy is this to use? I mean, is this just to open it up sort of start using kind of thing or is there some degree of, of learning that uh, onboarding that they'll need to do so we we have kind of faq and we, we walk you through it when you sign up but it's it's a very very simple SaaS product um mm-hmm. if you've ever used a web app um it's it's you open it up and there's you know two things to do invite people and start a project if i just hired you guys to create it uh to create a video for me i would log into slope i'd create an account and then I would invite the two of you to come start my project. And then, I'd, you know, and then I, as the owner of the project, could lay out the timeline and say, hey, this is, here's the script. I can upload the script. Here's, uh, here's when Rough Cut 1 I want to be done. Here's Rough Cut 2, and here's final version. I want to get this done by uh, December 1st. And then we can have a dialogue about, is that a realistic time frame? And as things change, it's all captured in a single place. It doesn't need to be email thread sent to a a different to the CEO when you've got the project manager using it. You can just say, hey, I'm hitting a, I'm, I'm having trouble in this section. Can we push this back a few weeks? And everyone gets notified. So do you see uh, your solution more for uh, agencies or video production companies or more for a, uh, a business that actually wants to have somebody make a video for them or perhaps internally make their own videos? Yeah, I see it mostly for businesses um, that are enlisting agencies or making videos internally. I think it's a pretty simple tool to use in both use cases. Um, it's made for that. It's made for someone who's not sitting right next to you. I think that's easier uh, because if you're if someone's sitting right next to you making a video, you can turn and say, "Hey, look at this. What do you think?" Um, so sometimes that use case is a little harder to to justify using a tool like this, a collaboration tool, when you're all sitting in the same place. Um, but absolutely for the agencies um, and absolutely for companies that kind of have a hybrid of freelancer internal agency use. So that's a lot of info on, on slope. And I think that it's, you know, that's really helpful. That, that'll help get people started in, uh, in that process. I want to take a step back and talk just about collaboration in general, you know, because I think that's really what we're, what we're getting at. I think that's the, the, obviously the real value proposition of slope. So what do you see as the, the main things that will first start from the, the client's perspective? What are the things that they should be aware of, the most important things that they can do 
to help enhance the creative process, make it more efficient and more productive? I think the, the most frustrating projects I've worked on are, the, are clients who don't have clear intentions, right? Like they don't, know, they don't know who the audience they want this piece of content to be. They don't know, um, they don't understand the difference between uh, animation and live action. Um, there's a little bit of homework that needs to be done if you're wanting to produce this type of content. That's why you're seeing so many teams right now are hiring videographers or people that have experience creating this type of video in general to bring onto their marketing teams because they see visual content and video being important, but they just don't know how to approach it because it is very complex. It's not just point and shoot. There's uh, creative brief, script writing. You need to hire actors sometimes. You need to go find a, a, a location you need to have uh, a storyboard. Like there's a thousand steps just to get to the shoot. <laughs> and, then, and then there's the editorial, right? Like there's, yeah. there's all these things that you're just not aware of if you've never done it before. Um, and so collaboration really means understanding the intention of the project and what you're trying to get out of it and then how you're going to go about doing it. And if you know those things, then it becomes very easy to enlist someone, lay out what needs to happen, and then go do it. I think we've all seen the do-it-yourself uh, video, you know, it's the, like you said, it's the point and click, it's the static frame, there's there's like bad lighting, you know, someone's got like a shiny spot on their <laughs> forehead. My favorite is the guy in the background who doesn't know that he's on video, you know, he doesn't know he's a prop in the video. That's right. my all-time favorite character, but uh, all right, so that's from the, the client's perspective. Now, what, what can the creative do? What, what can the studio do to enhance collaboration? Because I think that this is a, oftentimes a blind spot that a lot of studios have, they sort of think of, think of it like, well, we're the experts. You know, we, we, we know how to do this. We don't have to really think about it very much. But what are some of the you know, things that they can do to enhance the collaborative process? Yeah, I think, so first of all, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in humble sauce. Um, and I think that a lot of creative agencies sometimes get a little caught up in their own creative genius and forget that. No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? When you're great at something, that's awesome. But like, I think that there needs to be an, a level of understanding that not everyone knows how you do what you do. And that leads to miscommunication, which leads to needing poor collaboration, which leads to lost time, lost money, and then projects sometimes getting scrapped. And so I think what we used to do, and again, this is, these are two, the two guys running the show were non-creatives. I mean, technically, I mean, I, I consider myself a creative, but we were not trained as videographers. We were sales and marketing guys. So we would create punch lists for like, do you want to work with us? Here's the five things you need to know before we have our meeting. Um, who's this for? You know, what type of video do you want? Here's some resources where you can go learn about this stuff. We would really try to prep our clients on, on knowing what they wanted uh, so that when they came in, we could actually have a creative brainstorm session as opposed to uh, just you know, me educating them about video marketing. And convincing them that video marketing was the right thing to do, which I think oftentimes I'm sure I see you both smiling. You know, I'm sure half of your meetings are, well, why should I need? Why do I need a video? And then you're talking about statistics. You're saying, oh, well, yeah. you know, in a new study, 70% of, of the internet consumption will be video by 2018. Like that's not the conversation you want to be having. You want to be talking about, uh, you know, the best ways. Should we be using a little kid with a popsicle, or should we be sending a guy on a spaceship? Uh, to the moon to talk about your product. What's going to resonate best? Like those are the, that's the kind of those are the conversations that you want. Um, and so, so we used to take that approach of let's try to make sure that they have all the information they need when they come to the table, and then we can have a much more informed discussion. And I think having all that stuff up 
up front is so helpful to get them to buy into the vision as well. Because I think that, you know, from Slope does this, the being able to see everything in one place is a great way of getting people to see, getting the, the client to see the vision come together. Because I think from the creative standpoint, one of the biggest challenges is taking the vision from in here inside your head where the client can't see it and getting them to buy into it, you know, before you go through the whole process of putting the whole thing together and then them saying, nah, that's not what I thought, you know? Right. Yeah. Being able to have it all in front of you, you can, you can make those small decisions and make it clear to them before, you know, uh, it all comes together. Yeah. And, and I think to that point, the, one of the things that we got a lot of pushback on, and I think every creative agency or creative has heard is there was a lack of transparency. I didn't know you were doing this. Or you get to the end of a project and the final person needs to review it. And then they're like, oh, I don't like the music. Right. And then, well, that's a completely new project now, right? And yeah. so for, for us, one of the things that we really wanted to focus on was transparency. Um, we wanted the process to be much more transparent. And we wanted, we wanted teams to be able to not only work collaboratively, but have really good insight and be able to kind of have accountability during the process. So the, the, the thing that we are really working on, so we've actually already seen it on a, on a video project, is when you're able to collect feedback and kind of shape the direction of the project in real time with your client, and then you get to the end and someone's like, oh, I don't like this, you're able to say, well, look, we've done everything you've asked us, and we can show you from in a step-by-step linear way that we've worked with your team, and if there's a problem with that, that is not the creative team's fault. That is a, a lack of uh, clarity on your part in what this video should be. So really, you're just leaving a very distinct paper trail to build a defense case against your client. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I think yes. is completely fair use of that technology. Yeah, and I, I think creatives need it in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, because I, I think creatives in general tend to be at the whim of the businesses, um, which is totally reasonable. The businesses are paying for your service. But at the same time, you want to be able to protect yourself and, and be like, you told me to do this, so I did this. Uh, if now you're changing your mind, that's okay, but it's going to cost more. And here's the record of that of this interaction. I think that's uh, that's a great segue to what I wanted to talk about. Perhaps the last section, um, you know, before we close. A lot of companies on both ends, whether the creative side or even the the side that is hiring a creative firm or individual, don't really get a grasp of the economics of it. For a creative, it really is time. No, I think that process analytics that you talked about is really a powerful tool. Yeah, you know, for for me, I'm I, I take a pretty data driven approach to most most things. You know, and there, there's a great um, there's a great cartoon that says it, it's got like the sales department holding up statistics about you know this is our measured growth, and then you see you know HR being like this is how many applicants we got, and like and then you got marketing being like we tried making a dragon in a video. Right. It's just it's this it was very, really cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's this, it's this very funny uh, kind of lack of data driven approach that marketing has traditionally had. And now there, but there's all this great software already being produced on distribution where you can actually learn about like clicks and, and, and capture real data on the impact that your content is getting. And that's wonderful. But if you don't know how that compares to the amount of time it took you to make it and the cost that went into that then how useful is it really? And so we're trying to do what we're trying to do at Slope is really help teams close the loop so that they can really get a good understanding of not only uh, if they're making good content, you can, you can figure that out on your own, 
but if people are following you and learning and, and engaging with your pro with your with your content but if you're spending three months to make every piece of content you know that's probably a problem <laughs> right like you you know you need to get faster you need to get leaner you need to do things uh probably cheaper um and you could probably be doing that if you understood your process better um and that's what we're trying to do and 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 i think that um taking a data-driven approach has never been more possible with the technology that's out there and that's what's exciting to me is helping people get smarter and better at producing content so that they're focused on the right things new creative ideas instead of you know, finding things everywhere and putting them together and responding to a thousand different messages, um, just simplifying the process. Let's get to the uh, the nectar. What's the core message that, that you really want, you know, people to know about uh, collaboration and slope? Every part of organizations is going to come from really interesting, rich content. And in my mind, that just means that the way that we store and collaborate and work on this, on the creation of this content needs to change. It just can't be, it's not a Google doc anymore. It's going to be different. It's going to be more robust. And the way that we work together needs to be, uh, it, it just has to be different. And so in my mind, that's what slope is going to offer. Dan Bloom firing shots directly at Google Docs. <laughs> that's the takeaway. No, I, I totally agree. And about storytelling, it always makes me think of, you ever you watch Seinfeld, uh, the the Jay Peterman catalog, and they, oh, yeah. they're just telling stories. Now I was walking down a rain slick street, <laughs> I, but that's kind of where marketing has gone, right? Like we don't care about the product. What's the story of the product? And you're right. Like how we tell these stories is we, we need systems set up to to tell them properly. That's a great note to end what I think is a really super informative episode. And I'd like to thank our guest Dan Bloom from Scope for being our guest. And I'd like to thank you for listening to Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. And remember, you can always subscribe to this podcast and get complete access to the video tips and the show notes, especially for this episode, by going to videomarketing20.net. That's videomarketing20.net. And remember, you can also download and listen to this episode on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and we really appreciate if you'd leave ratings and comments because that helps other people discover this podcast. And that's really what we think is important for the video marketing revolution. So for Brendan, for Dan and myself, we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.